Hello and welcome to Authentically Alongside. I'm your host, Sarah Nishimoto. And I'm Emily Kallenberg, coming alongside Sarah. This podcast exists as a way to encourage you in your walk with Jesus. We want to come alongside you authentically, sharing our lives and hope in Jesus. Welcome back to Authentically Alongside. Thank you for joining us on our summer series on how to unhurry our lives. Yes. So we've talked about silence and solitude and Sabbath. And the third practice we're going to talk about is slowing. So we've already established that most of us are too busy, except for the lucky few of you that just have your lives perfectly in order. (laughs) We're just a little bit jealous. Um, But we are programmed by our culture to be busy, I think. And hurry becomes our default pace. So we often find our identity and value in what we do. So we just keep packing more into our days unless we intentionally do something to change the pace of our lives. Slowing. So let's begin with a definition of slowing. Slowing is one way to overcome inner hurriedness and addiction to busyness. Through slowing, the sacrament of the present moment is tasted to the full. John Ortberg defined it as cultivating patience by deliberately choosing to place ourselves in positions where we simply have to wait. So pretty sure this sounds like torture to most of us. Just make everybody out there cringe. (laughs) So just watching people drive can give you a pretty clear picture of how many of us live live our lives. Mm -hmm. So yesterday I was driving across town at my usual grandma pace. Sarah's driven with me. She knows I drive like a grandma, especially in the snow. (laughs) But there was a driver that caught my eye. And um, I literally said with the kids in the car, just slow down, why don't you? Like I'm from the Midwest or something. Um, But the car zipped past me and weaved across lanes, back over to the lanes. Like we live in a pretty small city. There's not like lots of lanes, but... This car seemed to have extras, Um, but only to end up right back um, in my lane, stuck at the same red light with me, you know, like, but I think it's just a picture of so many of our lives. And, you know, if you drive like that, I'm sorry, but yes, (laughs) some of you, some of you, that's probably you. Calling out one of our listeners. That's right. One of you is no longer going to listen. But, you know, we have places to be, um, things to do, and we don't have time to move slow. Um, So to slow our lives down and overcome hurry and our addiction to busyness, we have to intentionally, very intentionally, you're going to hear that word a lot today, um, place ourselves in situations where we have to wait so that we can learn to be present in the moment. So who is signing up for that? Sarah? Not me. You want to wait? You want to wait with me? I don't like waiting. (laughs) I think we all hate waiting. (laughs) But learning to wait helps retrain our brains away from the constant need to Hmm. hurry, you know, neuroplasticity. Here we go. (laughs) Train it all together. Retrain our brains. (laughs) So like Emily has already said, to slow down, we need to be intentional. And Mm -hmm. we 
also need to be okay with being uncomfortable while we adjust. Uh, so for example, we'll get to this more later, but in his book, John Mark Comer gives 20 ideas for slowing down the overall pace of our lives. And one of them is to drive the actual speed limit. Uh, hands raised here. I actually typically the do drive exact, the speed limit. You probably drive <laughs> under the speed limit. <laughs> I am not a grandma driver like Emily, so I typically go like five miles an hour over, not more than that, but hurry sickness, right? Like, I just feel like I need to get places faster sometimes. I don't usually, unless you're driving under the speed limit, I'm not going to pass you, okay? But so this week, I, in the past few weeks, I've tried to just be more intentional about actually driving the speed limit. Um... So I'm sorry if you're behind me and you're used to going five miles an hour over two, but I have to pay attention to the speedometer. And then I also have to be okay with people just buzzing <laughs> past me or impatiently tailgating me because that happens. Yeah. And there's still like this need in me sometimes, like if, especially if I'm watching the clock, I'm like, oh, if I just drive a little bit faster, yeah. I'll get there a little bit sooner, right? Oh, or GPS when it gives you the like estimated time of arrival, and then like, okay, maybe this only happens to me, but the like time like will tick longer and longer. Okay, it probably just happens to me. <laughs> I actually try to beat the time, but I'm like, why is it adding time? <laughs> I didn't, I'm going the speed limit. Um, but, you know, I, I totally get this. Even today, I was picking my kids up from camp and we're driving home and somebody's turning into the car wash in front of me, but there was a turn lane and they like didn't get into the turn lane. And I was like, just get in the turn lane. And I'm like, I have nowhere to to be i don't know why i'm stressed that this i have to slow down for a moment here <laughs> do you ever do stuff like that and you're like why am i like this <laughs> i do that yes um so we've already established that i drive like a grandma and so it is not uh maybe not my issue totally here but you know we all sometimes <laughs> struggle with speed limits or driving just in general. Um, but I have this tendency, which, uh, you know, whatever the cause, um, I always try to fit in one more task before I leave the house for something. Um, you know, what something that has a timeline, an appointment, church, pick up the kids. So I absolutely have to be out of the house in five minutes, you know, fictitious ceremony. Uh, situation here, you know, five minutes, I've got five minutes, but that's just enough time <laughs> to throw in one more load of laundry before I leave or X, Y, Z, whatever it is that I feel like I have to get done. Um, which means then, you know, I throw that one more load of laundry in and then I then get out the door two minutes later than I needed to and am rushing to the appointment, anxious that I'll be late the whole way there, <laughs> every red light, praying for it to turn green. Anybody else do that with me? Um, Sarah didn't seem to totally relate to this. I don't. <laughs> so um, last year. But, yeah, I know other people are, so I know you're not alone. Yes. Yes. But last year mm -hmm. I made a commitment to just leave when I was ready. I was like, I'm just going to do this. Like when I'm ready, I'm not going to do that one last thing that I think I need to do. Um, you know, kind of in a way to quit the need to do this. And so I don't have to hurry to the appointment then. 
I can arrive on time or even early. Um, but this kind of led me to a new problem. I started arriving to everything early, uh, <laughs> which then meant I had to wait. Um, so my brain, like, we're just like programmed to try, like, at least me, I was programmed to try to use my time efficiently. And I'm like, I had time to load the washer, but now I'm just stuck waiting here. Like, could have used that time it's better. It's that addiction to productivity. I think that's yes. hustle culture. Yes. So um, a few times I've arrived so early to an appointment or to pick up my kids that I literally begin to feel anxious about being so early. And I've even um, just like drove around like for an extra five minutes. <laughs> so I wouldn't be like embarrassingly early. Like it was just so, but I remember one day going, I am anxious because I'm too early. What in the world is going on in my brain? Um, but um, you know, even if you're five minutes early, like, and you feel anxious about waiting, like I'm not, I wasn't in a hurry, like yeah. at the same time. And I think, you know, it mentions in the book too, about just kind of building in that margin in your life. So you yeah. don't have to rush, like leave five, 10 minutes early, earlier than you think you need yeah. to. And then, then you won't have that desire or that you won't feel that need to go over the speed limit or to rush out the house or at the to scream at your kids to get out the door. You know, all of those things are kind of eliminated when you build in that margin for yourself. Yeah. You can move a little bit slower. Yeah. So slowing is a practice. And John Mark Comer talks about ways to help retrain our brains away from hurry, which Sarah um, alluded to earlier, towards a slower pace. So he talks about making it a game to slow down. Uh, so if you want to gamify your pace, <laughs> we're going to run through 20 ideas outlined in the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry to slow down your life. This is just kind of a place to kind of get your brain thinking about how can I slow down my life? Because like we said, it's going to have to be intentional. Mm -hmm. um, so today we're going to just run through these ideas. Um, so, it, you know, to force yourself to slow down a little, we highly recommend picking up the book instead or right. later and actually reading these. <laughs> All right. So here we go. 20 ideas to slow down. Drive the speed limit. <laughs> Get into the slow lane. Come to a full stop at stop signs. Don't text and drive. Um, seriously, though, please don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> um, show up 10 minutes early for an appointment without your phone. Without your phone. Get in the longest line at the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, turn your smartphone into a dumb phone. Get a flip phone or ditch your cell phone altogether. Yeah, that's countercultural. Very much. Uh, parent your phone. Put it to bed before you and make it sleep in. Keep your phone off until after your morning quiet time. Set times for email. Set a time and a time limit for social media or just get rid of it. Uh, kill your TV. <laughs> Single task as opposed to multitasking. Walk slower. Take a regular day alone for silence and solitude. Take up journaling. Experiment with mindfulness and meditation. If you can, 
take long vacations. Cook your own food. Eat in. So this list, you may have been turned off by it, or maybe you were like, that sounds beautiful. I, I don't know. Um, but it's not meant to be legalistic. They're just some ideas to help you start thinking about ways to slow. And this is just a start. I'm sure you can come up with lots of other ways, mm -hmm. but to kind of help you lose your addiction to being hurried. Sometimes we almost have to like trick ourselves to slow down because if we're not intentional about it, yeah, we just hurry. And I kind of think that's just where we were. Now, we're not really gonna dive into this too much, but you may have noticed that a lot of those ideas were related to media, mm -hmm. your phone, the TV, the um, email, all those social media, those things that we kind of become this, like, we feel like we have to do these things or they do just like create this extra layer of something like yeah. just make us busier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We make ourselves available to people in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we used to just have a landline at home on the wall. And yes. if people wanted to get a hold of us, that's how they could do it. Or they could send us a letter in the mail. Now we just have so many ways, like people and tasks can just beg for our attention. Mm -hmm. And to be more mindful about what we allow to get our attention helps us slow down more too. Yeah. So, you know, we could probably have a whole podcast series on, um, you know, being intentional with our media and mm -hmm. phones and all of that, which, so we're not going to dive too much into that, <laughs> but you know, as you, if you start taking kind of a deeper dive into this idea of slowing, you're going to find a lot of stuff about limiting your use of social media and how much you check your email and all these right. things, because it does just create that need to do more. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to shift gears a little bit and we're going to be authentic. So, you know, we're, these ideas are like gamified and, um, they, they're kind of fun and games, but maybe not fun. <laughs> I don't know. I hate, I don't know about you, Sarah, but I, I hate waiting in that long line at the grocery store. I do too. But just the other week, I was already having just kind of a dumb morning, uh -huh. I feel like. And I went to the grocery store. I had to get one thing. And all of the self-checkouts were closed. There was one line open and it was like three people deep. They all had full carts ahead of me. So I literally didn't have a choice at that yeah. point to get in the longest line because there was only one line. But another lane did open and the lady behind me told me, well, you can go, you just have one thing. I said, no, you go ahead. And so I stopped and I slowed myself down in that minute. And then I just kind of had a bit of a different outlook on the rest of my trip yeah. because I actually don't have to be home super yeah. in a rush. I love that. I, I love that you're like putting this into action. I, on the other hand, was at the grocery <laughs> store last week with my kids, which always adds that extra That's little layer different. of stress. And um, I, I ran into um, a podcast listener actually mm -hmm. in line and um, we're standing in line and I'm kind of looking through watching, I'm like there was a lane next to me that like had closed and I was like, ah, oh, too bad I'm not too bad that line closed because hmm. that checkers really fast. Like I <laughs> like this like dialogue is going through my head. And then um 
you know, one of our podcast listeners gets in line behind me and we're chatting and I'm just like, and we're both like, I'm like, man, this line is long and it's moving slow. And then it was kind of this like reminder of, yeah, we're talking about slowing <laughs> on our podcast and I am just like, <laughs> my brain just is get going, me out of here. This line, this line is, well, my kids kind of like runs in circles around me or whatever, but you know, anyway, tangent there. But um, the, the games that, that uh, these ideas and games are, are to help us slow down um, and they involve changing. These involve changing small daily habits. But as you make these small changes, you may find that your world is still too busy um, or your capacity is simply not high enough for the things you're balancing on your plate. So that's kind of what happened to me. Like you know, I was looking at my life. It was too busy. I was trying to find ways to slow down, but I was living just in complete overwhelm. And no matter how much I tried to lower the expectations I had for myself, I just couldn't juggle all the things. And it was deeply affecting my mental health. Um, and I felt anxious all the time because I simply couldn't keep up with the pace of life I had created all while feeling like a failure because I couldn't do what I thought I should be doing. Um, so I knew I needed to slow. And for me, in the end, slowing down was not just these fun games. Like, you know, like, oh, I'm just going to wait in the long mm -hmm. line. Like, yes, that helps because it helps to kind of retrain how we're wired to run right now. Um, but for me, those things weren't enough. And I literally quit my job. Um, and so I do want to say that obviously this is not an option for everyone. And I am extremely blessed and privileged that my job was not necessary to support our family, but I was past my capacity. Um, so I, I was seeing a counselor at the time and my counselor had me list out all the things that I try to fit into a week. And I was literally, I, I can't remember the exact number, but it was like 20 hours over the number of hours we have in a week. And that didn't include any like leisure time. <laughs> the time that I automatically like sit down and I'm just so fried that I just, you know, waste an hour on social media. Like those weren't even included in this, this time. So like, it was no wonder I felt behind all the time um, because I couldn't, I didn't feel like I could keep up because I literally couldn't. Mm -hmm. There just was, it was just impossible what I was trying to do. Um, so sometimes choosing to live slower um, may mean making some sacrifices, uh, you know, some, like a job. Yes, it adds extra stress, but there is also some, some value and purpose that we feel in, in, in the work that we do, right. at least in some some jobs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you have to be intentional about what you say no to. And you also have to be intentional about what you say yes to. Mm -hmm. Not every opportunity that seems good is going to be worthy of our time. So sometimes we have to say no to good things to be available for better things. That takes intentionality. And it may be uncomfortable to say no the first few times. Or the tenth time, or hundredth time. <laughs> I'm not sure I've ever gotten to the point where it's comfortable. Like I think some of us just saying no is hard, mm -hmm. um, but it's necessary. Yeah. 
And not every task is mine to take or needs to be done by me. Um, that's something I learned even within the job I was working. Like there were things I could delegate that I just did because it felt easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I first quit my job, I made a list of three things that were okay to spend my time on. And I did this because I wanted to be putting the first things first. I wanted my priorities and I wanted to be spending my time on the things that were my that were those priorities because this season has been fairly intentional to slow down. So I needed to see, okay, why am I slowing down? What are the things I want? Um, Cause it's super easy. And I was a little offended, but my counselor, when I, when I made the decision to quit the job, he was like, okay, now what are you going to use that time with? You know, cause I think he thought I was just going to, fill my schedule right back up, which you probably would have. If he had not asked that question, I think that's a hundred percent what I would have done. Instead, I was intentional and looked at, okay, what that extra time that is now built into my schedule. Um, what, what do I want to spend that on? Because it's going to get spent on something. Mm -hmm. Um, so some of the, the things that were on there were growing my relationship with God creating a more peaceful home and investing in people. Now I also had to specify there that it's a few people. I, you know, not every person that crosses my path, do I have the time or capacity to invest in, but in a few select people like that still was important to what I felt like God wanted for me to do was to still be investing in people to some extent. But I ran opportunities over that year through that filter And if it didn't fit in one of these three categories, I said, no, Um, you know, and it's hard because sometimes they're good things. Like I knew the schools needed substitutes and I have a education degree. I'm like, I could be helping sub at the schools, but it was like, no, this in this season, that's not going to help with where we are. And um, because I wanted to grow my relationship with God, I wanted uh, just to be more at peace in our home. So that meant in relationships with our, with our kids and in our family, but also even in the space itself, just, which we'll talk next week, we'll talk a little bit about simplicity (laughs) and, um, trying to create space that also is peaceful. Yeah. I, I think that, um, just slowing, and waiting, I'm not very good at. I don't think any of us and, are. No. And it's just hard because you do, if you do make big decisions to cut things out of your life, then you're like, oh, I need to fill this time right back up. Mm-hmm. And you need to be intentional about what you fill it up with. Mm-hmm. And you need to be good stewards of your time, too, and yeah. how we use it. And I think those three filters you have are really good filters to have. Now I've gotten more lax about this. And even (laughs) this week, it's funny because our kids are home for summer break, but all of my kids are doing a day camp this week. So I had like all day that, you know, I could do different things. And like all of a sudden I was just like, (laughs) how did my entire week get filled up? And I literally like, did I have all this time? Yeah. I thought I had all this time that I was going to get to rest. And all the things that I chose to do at that time were wonderful things. Like I was catching up with people that I hadn't seen in a while and um, making some connections with um, 
you know, um, parents of my kids, friends, like these are good things to do, but it was like, oh, like my, my week is now full. Like, mm -hmm. and it just happens so quickly if you're not like intentionally be like, okay, I'm not going to schedule anything for Wednesday so that I can rest or I can, you know, I, I know I need to catch up on laundry this week. So I'm Wednesday, I'm going to catch up on laundry or whatever. Yeah. I talk about laundry an awful lot on <laughs> this podcast. You have four kids, you have a lot of laundry. <laughs> that kind of reminds me of another, like a quote that I just saw recently this week that don't, don't confuse somebody's availability with their capacity, mm -hmm. something like that. Like just because you have, um, you know, you have to do it for yourself first. I think yeah. like just because your calendar says you have this time free doesn't mm -hmm. mean that you're available and yeah. that you have the capacity yes. to just fill that back up. Yeah. I think especially as introverts, sometimes mm -hmm. we need some time, um, that isn't built with people recovery. Time. And I was amazed at when, when I did quit my job, like I found a lot of people and I know everybody's looking for, for people to work right now, but like there were so many opportunities that I had that jobs I could have taken, like just like that, because people are looking and they were just like, like, Oh, you're not working right now. Do you want a job? And I'm like, no, really? I don't want a job. Right. Yeah. Like but, not only do you not, you just, you don't have the capacity for it right now either. And so just, being intentional about like what we say no to and what we say yeah. yes to. Um, when I was reading more about slowing, one thing that kind of stood out to me um, as a fruit of slowing is realizing that the work of the spirit is not an instant work. That's right. With all of these practices that help us unhurry our lives, the work is slow. We can't practice silence and solitude one time and have our hearts at peace. Too bad. We can't observe the Sabbath one week and feel immediately rested. We can't intentionally drive the speed limit or build margin into our day for just one day and then feel unhurried. The inner work of the spirit takes time. He's in no rush for our transformation. What? We are. <laughs> In his book, Calhoun points out that Jesus gave his disciples time and space to grow. He was patient with them, and we need to be patient with ourselves and others as we grow spiritually too. Yeah. So I just want to close with this. If we can slow down both the pace at which we think and the pace at which we move our bodies through the world, maybe we can slow down our souls to a pace at which they can taste and see that the Lord is good and that life in this world is good too. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Authentically Alongside. We hope this was an encouragement to you as we walk together towards Jesus. Thank you.